Welcome to another week of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. You might also know it as Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And uh, you're with us for another week. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And this week we're focusing on another Seinfeld episodes and actually, Stephen, quite a few secondary characters in this one. Yeah, quite a few. The last few episodes haven't had a lot, but uh, this is a nice uh, a nice turnaround. Yeah, very, uh, very interesting. And this is a re- fan request actually from a couple of fans, uh, Michael from England and Jeffrey from the United States. So uh, thanks, fellas. Thanks for suggesting this one. It, it, it was quite a coincidence. Like within two days of them coming into contact with us, they uh, they picked the muffin tops. Not yeah, bad, huh? no, good coincidence. Yeah, so. very good. Yeah, I was because I wasn't thinking of the muffin tops, and then you know. Also, yeah, we eventually would have gotten to it. Oh, we would have, yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't on my uh, mental list. You know, no. I've got a few episodes that circulate in my brain that uh, you know I want to get to sooner rather than later, and this was not one of them. But I'm glad it came up. Yeah, no, it was, wasn't bad. You are the mentalist. That's it. Yes. <laughs> 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 and uh, last week we spoke about the which episode was it again? Uh, the robbery. The robbery. That's right from season one, and uh, we also did a review of B movie. So uh, if you've liked it, let us know. We're pretty curious. We want to do more of these film reviews. We uh, might have one or two lined up uh, for later on in the year or maybe early next year. See how we go. Yeah, we've got a few ideas floating around. And if you have any ideas, you can get in touch with us. We are on social media at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. We've got an email address, bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com and a website, bidwabask.com. And uh, we're available on uh, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. So you can listen to us, subscribe to us, review us, rate us. And uh, spread the word. That would be amazing. That would be fantastic. Let's get into it. Before we do get into Season 8, Episode 21, I believe. Oh, is that what it is? Season it 8, is. Episode 21? It oh, is. yeah. I wasn't even reading my notes. Oy. Yeah, boy. Off the, to a good start. Indeed. The <laughs> Not quite. Uh, the penultimate episode of Season 8 before the Summer of George. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, The Muffin Tops, the episode where George loses his job at the Yankees. Yep. And uh, the, the the saying "top of the muffin" to you, yeah, is exclamation point, yeah. But it is no, it is. but it is. Uh, before we do get into uh, Seinfeld news, which we do every week, uh, just a tiny bit of housekeeping from last week. Uh, I think last week I said that the stakeout was actually the second ever episode because we were talking about the order of the first season. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's actually the fourth episode in season one, so I just wanted to make that correction in case anyone was upset by my. Uh, wrong order of episodes. Good and good house cleaning, keeping, yeah, keeping whatever. Yeah. Now, now you need to do that next week. Pretty much. But you would you need to say in last week's episode about the muffin tops. I said house cleaning. Yeah, yeah. But I should have said housekeeping. Ah, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good uh, that's a good resolution. Yeah. Put good away enough for me. Exactly. Put away that vacuum cleaner. It's Seinfeld news. <laughs> So to kick off this week's Seinfeld news, we're starting with a pretty fun one. Uh, So through the week, over the last week or two, a pretty fun hashtag sort of caught on. I wasn't sure where it started, who started it, um, or whether it just sort of came from the the internet, social media ether. But the the hashtag itself is Seinfeld taught me. Yes. And uh, we actually, if you follow us on Twitter, we actually put a couple of tweets with that hashtag, uh, a couple of couple of funny ones if I don't say so myself yeah no yep. they were yours so you can take all the credit you want for them yep Seinfeld taught me that a calzone oven is not a substitute for a clothes dryer nice one and Seinfeld taught me that you can't enter the maternity ward if you're having sex with the mother's cousin nice call back to the seven yeah which we actually covered in season one we did and the calzone for the first one we haven't done that one yet no I no. like that episode a lot yeah and it's got too. lots of uh, Steinbrenner in it so it you'll does. be looking forward to it yeah my favourite secondary character thus far a controversial number one but my number one non- nonetheless indeed so. So, yeah, the hashtag caught on um, and uh, it was picked up by a few um, media outlets talking about it. Um, The best one that I found was, uh, I think it was the Huffington Post, um, and they sort of like uh, put together, I guess you call it a compilation of all the highlights. Um, And I I thought... (laughs) My fa- the one that made me laugh the most was uh, Seinfeld taught me it's not about taking the reservation it's about holding the reservation oh fabulous anyone can take reservations yeah it's just a matter of holding the reservation yeah holding the and reservation. another person tweeted uh, Seinfeld taught me it's every man for himself 
which is in reference to George uh, pushing out, uh, pushing everyone out of the way when he's escaping the fire in the um, I can't remember which episode, but it's like Bolzo the clown. Isn't, it, isn't that shit called the fire? No, is it the fire? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I thought that's what it was called. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that were my two favourites. So pretty fun hashtag. If you just type that into like Instagram or Twitter. You'll, um, you'll have some pretty good results. Nice. So the next bit of Seinfeld news. This one's actually pretty cool too. So through the week, the Israeli Times, which is an American uh, newspaper, they had an article about the, and this is a mouthful, the American Friends of Major David Adams' annual Red Star Ball. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's an annual ball. It's a fundraiser for Jewish and Israeli causes. Um, and uh, at the latest ball, Jerry performed a 40-minute set. All right. Which is pretty cool. That's cool. I didn't actually see any of the routine itself, but um, apparently some of the jokes obviously were about his Jewishness. Mm-hmm. Um, and he it, they highlighted the joke, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, all we want to do is live and eat. Uh, this is the third purpose of Judaism. Food and sex occupy 99% of the human brain. The other 1% of your brain accomplishes everything you achieve in life, which hopefully leads to nicer restaurants where sexier people are eating better food. Yeah, that's a good philosophy, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very Seinfeld. If I if 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 someone read that quote to me, you know, just out of the blue, I would probably associate it with Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a simple observation, but it, it's quite deep as well. What's the deal with food and sex? Mm, what's the deal with Judaism? Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> touchy subject. Yeah, well, I mean, he can comment on it. He's oh, Jewish, he, yeah. so yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yes, he's safe. Uh, <laughs> so they were interviewed. Uh, well, sorry, Jerry was interviewed by the Israeli Times as well at the event. Um, and he, it's it's an interesting little interview. It's quite brief. He just gives these really short, sort of three, four, five word answers. Um, but in the interview, he talked about uh, his connection to Israel and Judaism, um, bad comedy sets at benefits, obviously making fun of uh, what he was doing that night. Yeah. And what I thought was the most interesting, uh, he when he was sixteen, he actually uh, volunteered at a kibbutz in uh, in Israel. What's a kibbutz again? Uh, I think it's like a community of Jewish, traditional Jewish people who live like a very traditional Jewish life. Ah, I see. Um, yep. I, that may be wrong. Um, <laughs> if it is, I'm sorry. Um, but that is my understanding of well, it. Well, if you're from Israel and you're listening, uh, yeah. let us know. What is a kibbutz? Yeah, or if you just know what a kibbutz is. Or um, if you saw Jerry at your last kibbutz. Yeah, if you were, if you, <laughs> when, when Jerry was 16 and he volunteered, if you were there, get in touch with us. Yeah, get what was touch. he like? Yeah. <laughs> was he just doing like observational stand-up sets? Like, what's the deal with the kibbutz? What's the deal with the Gaza Strip? <laughs> oh, that's a touchy <laughs> yeah, subject. Yeah, that is a touchy subject. <laughs> what's the deal with those Palestinians? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't touch that. No, no way. No, it's too, 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 um, yeah, too, too controversial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the last bit of Seinfeld news for the week, and this was really sweet, actually. So NPR, um, uh, National Public Radio in America, basically their version of our Australia's ABC. Uh, they report. They did a report on an amateur stand-up comedian. Her name is, and again, I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing this, but I'll do my best. It's Sakdia Maruf, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, she's from Indonesia. Okay. And she's in her early 30s. She is a um, devout Muslim. She wears a hijab. And uh, she's a stand-up comedian in, in a sort of conservative part of Indonesia, which is not, not common. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of her comedy uh, centers around mocking religious fundamentalists. Nice. Which obviously draws, uh, you know, the ire of, of her community and yeah. her country as well. I'd imagine she'd get a lot of attention. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, the, the wrong kind of attention. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they, they interviewed her and talked about her, like sort of her upbringing and you know how she how she deals with being a stand-up comedian in uh, in such a conservative environment. And the the relation to Seinfeld, if you, if you're wondering, is that um, she got into stand-up, I think, in her teens. Uh, she got her hands on a bunch of bootleg DVDs of Roseanne. Uh, Bob Saget and also Jerry Seinfeld all performing oh, stand-up. Bob Saget. Have you ever seen his stand-up? No. Oh, my God. Go on YouTube. Okay. He, like, you know, because I always thought he was, he was a full house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought he was a clean-cut guy, you okay. know. He seems all right. Mm. Whoa, his mm. stand-up. Yeah. Bit uh, controversial. Bit dirty. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd probably it. like it then. Yeah. Okay. It's very interesting. Right. Is it like, say, George Carlin or something? Like, quite I don't know. I've edgy? never heard George Carlin. Oh, he does okay. sound edgy. Okay. Yeah, no, he does a lot of like sex jokes and okay. you know, real controversial stuff, okay. fecal matter and that kind okay. of stuff. Bodily functions. Yeah, among other things. Yeah. Because okay. like I said, the first time I ever saw him wasn't Full House and I thought he was a squeaky clean kind of guy. But yeah. He's a very dirty comedian. Okay. In a funny way though. Huh. Yeah. Gotta yeah. check him out. 
Okay, I will. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah. yeah, so that that that's the connection to Seinfeld. And uh, I tried to find a bit of her footage on YouTube or anywhere, and I couldn't at all. <laughs> I thought even NPR would put something up with the article, but Probably. there was nothing. Um, yeah, so if you get a chance to see her, or if you find any of her footage, send it our way. Yeah. Sakidaya Maruf, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And if I am not, I'm sorry. And that's all the Seinfeld news this week. Yeah, yeah, you can suck your... Whatever. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> We're not getting back to your dick. <laughs> oh, me dick from last week. No. Listen to last week's episode if you're wondering what that is. Yeah. If you want to know all about Ivan's dick, it's all it's all recorded. It's all it's out there forever. <laughs> if you work for the MEDC in uh, Michigan, I'm sorry. <laughs> You've appropriated their acronym. It's all about your dick. Yeah, not quite. When we come back, we're talking about the secondary character. Here we go again, round two. No. <laughs> we're talking about no, we don't. We're talking about the Muffin Tops, season eight, episode twenty-one. You're on, but I don't want to be a secondary character, and this is killing me. Stay with us. Excuse me. I'm Rebecca DeMornay from the homeless shelter. Oh, hi. Are you the ones leaving those muffin pieces behind our shelter? You've been enjoying them? They're just stops. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're perfectly edible. Oh, so you just assume that the homeless will eat them? They'll eat anything? No, no, we no, just no. started. I know it's a thought. Too. They don't have homes. They don't have jobs. What do they need the top of a muffin for? They're lucky to get the stumps. If the homeless don't like them, the homeless don't have to eat them. The homeless okay? don't like them. So this week, Stephen, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. Yeah, I don't know why I just said my name's Stephen. Yeah, pretty much. This is But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This week, we're talking about the secondaries from Season 8, Episode 21, the penultimate episode of Season 8, The Muffin Tops. Indeed. Yes. Oh, the muffin too. that feels good. It's not even a howl. It's just this sort of, I don't know, like... I don't know, like relieved groan or something. Yeah. 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 If you keep shaving, it's going to go thicker and longer. That's an old wives' tale. Is it? Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Ah. Some weird sounds in this episode. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, muffin tops. Uh, well, I usually give you a quick plot synopsis, but this one's a bit more dense than usual. So, uh, yeah, got a lot a, going on in this A episode. lot going on. There's actually four parts to the episode. Yep. Four different storylines, which are quite equal, actually. Mm. I'll do my best to uh, simplify them as best as I can for you. Uh, first aired in the US on May 8th, 1997, directed by Andy Ackerman, written by Spike Ferriston. In one plot, George and Jerry were walking down a street when a man, Barry Kramer, no relation, <laughs> asks George to watch his bag. After not returning, George starts wearing some of the clothes from the bag, saying that he's still watching them. His <laughs> pants have noticeable wear on them. Noticeable wear on them, yes. You look like a tourist. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a fucking tourist. And I love how he has the New York City map in his back <laughs> yeah. front pocket as well. It's awesome. <laughs> he doesn't just steal his clothes, he steals his like little personal effects as well his yeah. map and I love when he like walks into people on the street and, yeah. and they're like you want to go on a tour go on a bus <laughs> oh this town can eat you alive Marianne <laughs> speaking of which after being mistaken for a tourist uh, he meets a New York visitor centre worker named Marianne she's played by Raina Sofa George pretends that he's visiting from Little Rock, Arkansas, if you're from there, hello, and that he works for the Tyler Chicken Company. Chicken sticks. <laughs> we'll get to him. Chicken things and uh, chicken... We'll get to Johnny Tyler. Yeah, chicken beer or something. Uh, and George, <laughs> alcoholic chicken. Alcoholic chicken, that's it. How do you get it? To, how do you get it? Alcoholic? I meant it like everything else. Like everything else. Going <laughs> 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 as George goes as far as living in a hotel room and pretending his current apartment is one he's moving into. <laughs> desperate, desperate times call for desperate yeah. measures, huh? Yeah. Uh, Marianne tells Steinbrenner about George's supposed real life and is fired from the Yankees. Well, traded. Traded, yes. Uh, to the what's chicken. He, what's he traded for again? For chicken products. Various chicken products. Oh, he's traded for something else, isn't he? No, he's, tra- he's, he's, he's traded. Okay. So, so he goes, if I give you Costanza... Okay, you yeah, yeah. I can something. turn all your concessions into Tyler Chicken. Tyler Chicken, yeah, yeah. yes. Yep. Chicken sticks. Yep. Chicken something. Alcoholic chicken. Alcoholic chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so he and it inadvertently gets traded yep. to a, fix, a company he doesn't actually work for. Yeah, and, and uh, a company that doesn't exist, I found out. I was disappointed because yeah. most of the companies in uh, Seinfeld are usually based on real ones, like Jay Peterman, for example. Kenny Rogers Chicken. Exactly. That's in an episode. Yeah, but, yeah. but, Jay, uh, but Tyler Chicken <clears throat> doesn't or didn't exist. Dope. No. Does Little Rock, Arkansas exist? Yeah. I think it does. That's a place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a place. Excellent. 
In another plot, the second one, Elaine runs into her old boss, Mr. Lipman, at J. Peterman's book launch and claims that a muffin top business would be a million dollar idea. The book launch is hijacked by Kramer after Elaine claims that Peterman used some of Kramer's stories in his book. Kramer organises a bus tour called the Peterman Reality Tour, claiming he's the real Peterman. And after Lippman opens a muffin top store and it starts off slow, he seeks Elaine's advice by making a whole muffin and throwing out the stumps rather than just making the tops. Mm. And the business sees an increase in popularity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She um she only divulges the secret after Lippman offers a thirty percent of the profits. Yeah, he's All like, right, he, here's what you need to do yeah, straight away. It's like, oh, when I see you in that hat and that apron, I'll get, cut you in for thirty percent of the profits. Yeah. So here's right. what you need to do. Yeah, straight away. <laughs> yeah, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> She's in. <laughs> this uh, way of disposing of the stumps uh, causes a problem with the city's homeless community, as charity worker Rebecca De Mornay, Sonia Eddy, says that they will not accept the stumps as the tops are missing. Oh, so they don't have a house and they got nowhere to live. Oh, that's okay. They don't need muffin tops. <laughs> I love her acting. Rebecca yeah, Diamone. she's awesome. Yeah, she actually appears in a season nine episode, The Bookstore. Really, as, well, as yes. Rebecca Diamond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She's actually huh. um, George tries to get rid of uh, a book, an art book that he went to the toilet with in the thrift store, and uh, uh, she threatens to yeah. beat him up. Yeah, yeah. That's Rebecca Diamond. Huh. So this is her first of second appearances on the show. Huh. Two go. appearances. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, Jerry's girlfriend Alex, played by Melinda Clark, states that she likes the hairless look and Jerry begins to shave his chest hair. Kramer warns him that the hair will grow thicker, but Jerry thinks it's an old wives' tale. <laughs> oh, that's an old wives' tale. Uh, while on the bus tour with Alex, and Kramer's trying to dump the stumps at various garbage disposal centres or repositories. I love that little montage. Yeah, I know. Going from dump to dump to dump, and it goes from light to dark. And I love how it's got, like, the music, you know, like the, the kind of banjo music that yeah. Kramer has. And it's playing, like, over it. And then that music leads on to the next scene. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it's funny. Very funny. Jerry starts feeling itchy and runs out of the bus howling like a werewolf while scratching his chest in the woods. Oh, that feels good. Yes. In the credits scene, Newman is called into the store to dispose of the muffin stumps, which he does by starting to eat them all with a few bottles of milk to wash them down. Yep. And eventually George breaks up with Marianne after the man, the bag guy, bag man, mm. uh, steals his clothes in the bar. Yes, yeah. yes. And then she walks in and she goes, I knew this town would eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wrapped up nicely. Yeah, it did. Very yeah. good. Other secondaries include Jack Riley, Bunny Summers, Earl Carroll and Norman Brenner as bus tour riders. Uh, Sham Giraffe as Jiffy Dump Guy, Victoria Fisher as the bartender in a credit scene, Chris Burmeister and Vince Don Vito, they, pa- they uh, pass a buys in two separate scenes. So one of the guys is like, uh, you remember how George looks after Bagman's bag and yeah. he goes, hey, sir, can you look after my bag? Yeah. What, so I look like an idiot by just standing there? Mm. He plays, I forgot, I don't know if it's Vince or Chris who plays him. Okay. And the other guy has the muffin top in his hand where Elaine goes, where'd you get that? Oh, oh yeah. The muffins top store that opened up on the street. Okay. What did I say? What did I just say? Yeah. Elaine just looks at him like, what? Okay. Yeah, it kind of just shows, you know, how Marianne says a lot of people in New York can be pretty mean. I yeah. guess that goes to show that people yeah. in New York, can, you know, it's yeah. like most people would say, oh, yeah, like I said, that's just the one down there. Yeah. Which is like, what did I just say? You yeah, did? like, you know? what, are you deaf? Are you deaf? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. no, a bit of a jerk. Yeah, a bit of a jerk, yeah. And uh, Reuven Bar Yotam plays foreign guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, and could probably confirm this and yeah. verify next week, Yeah. I think this is the episode with the most secondary characters we've done so far. I think it is too. So, yeah. uh, uh, we got a bit of content, a bit of juicy content here. So yeah, we'll lots to get through, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll do it. We will. And uh, a bit of trivia, Stephen. I got some uh, trivia notes about the episode. Yep. Uh, New- the Newman scene at the post credits, uh, or in the credits rather, is a reference to Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the wolf. Yeah, the wolf. That's right. He's yep. the cleaner. Indeed. Uh, Where did you get that car? It's a rental. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that scene. Yeah. Harvey Keitel could. Someone could film him taking a huge shit and I'd watch it. Yeah, I, like I he's, tell. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Winston Wolf, one of the best characters ever. I got this fucking shit hanging out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. <he's>, oh, God. <laughs> that'd be hard for God to tell. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just generally, good. and as Winston Wolf, he's incredible. Yeah. I love Pulp Fiction so much. Me too. Yeah. He's only in one scene, but yeah. fabulous. But he's just such a high impact character. He just mm. comes in calm as a, like, cool as a cucumber, sorts it out, and then just like, races off I think it's like a 200 SX or something yeah, like yeah, some yeah. like mid 90s four cylinder car yeah. with like the daughter of the of the wrecking yard yeah you know she's like the heiress of the wrecking yard and they like tear off to go to breakfast I'm like you are a legend yeah a legend yeah, yeah. yep <laughs> yep and even like he even befriends uh, Jules you know who's quite yeah, tough yeah Samuel Jackson's yeah, character like yeah like he's you know and he's not very good at you know people and he even like gets his respect so 
If you can get Jules's respect, shit, he's got mine. You can get anyone's, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my, one of my favourite um, people in Pulp Fiction is Christopher Walken. Yes. I kept this watch. Up my ass. Up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and he's like, your daddy wore this watch up his ass. Up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't just put it, but wore it yeah. up his ass. But now I give this watch to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more trivia. The dog in the park, it's actually not a Mexican hairless. It's okay. a Chinese crested. Right. There you go. Huh. She goes, oh, Mexican hairless. But hmm. it's not. Okay. Yes. I'm sure. Uh, I'm, mm. What was it? Chinese crested. Chinese crested, yeah. I'm sure they suffer from, um, you know, miss... What's the word? Misrepresentation? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Ugly dogs, though. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Like rats. Yeah. Um, the Peterman reality tour is a spoof of Kenny Kramer's Kramer reality tour, a New York bus tour which points out actual locations used in Seinfeld. And uh, Kenny Kramer, he was actually the inspiration for Michael Richards' character. Yeah. I love how meta that is. Yeah. You know, sort of like... Yeah, it's it's just it's great. I'm the real Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> and final trivia: um, Elaine asks asking Lipman to take the exclamation point out of top of the muffin to you is a reference to the season five episode of the Sniffing Accountant. You've got to say it right. To you. To you. It's this strange sort of desperation. My, my throat's a bit to sore, you. so I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah. No, but it is. No, but it is. Uh, it's a reference to the Sniffing Accountant when Lipman asks Elaine to remove the many exclamation points from a book she's editing. <laughs> I love that episode so much. It is. It is to feeling good all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Go, 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 go. I've been known to drink a few beers during my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it so much. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, we got something we're going to talk about uh, a bit later on. Yeah. That was one of the uh, questions from the other night. Yeah, we, we went to another trivia night last week, and it was super fun. But we'll get into that a bit later. We will. That'll be part of our Seinfeldisms. Yep. So. I think our first shared Seinfeldism yeah, that we've talked about. Yeah. We've had many shared Seinfeldisms, but we've never talked about. No. So, no. exciting. I can't wait. Well, if ever there's like a soup store that opens up or a muffin top store, we should go together and yeah. see what happens. Well, I still haven't gone to the Larry David Bagel Shop. That's in, oh. um, it's in I think it's in Northcote here we have in to Melbourne. Go. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yep. On the weekend, maybe. Yeah. Can't Sounds remember. good. Yeah. Sorted. Good. Awesome. See you Saturday. Let's get into some uh, Seinfeld characters. All right. Marianne? Sure. All right. Played by Raina Sofa. She's best known for playing Quinn in 565 episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful. Huh. Crazy, huh? Yeah. She's also appeared in the 2000 films uh, Traffic and Keeping the Faith. She won a Daytime Emmy Award in 1995 for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for her work in General Hospital. Wow. Yeah, so she, she's a bit of a soapy yeah. lady. Quite a soap legend. A soap legend, yeah. yeah. One thing I noticed, Stephen, she has a very striking look, doesn't she? She's very, very attractive. Yeah, it's like even even my girlfriend Janina, she, we, we watched the episode last night. Yeah. And even she said, wow, she's quite striking. Yeah, you know? she is. She's, yeah. she's she's stunning. She's a very attractive lady. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can see why George wanted to, you know, I would fix lie. everything up just yeah, to do I that. Would, yeah, I would lie about my, my whole life and pretend I'm from another city and make up a company and all that stuff yeah. just to like, you know, have a shot. Yeah. So, you know. What, for once, I'm on George's side. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he does something so well and he just screws it up. Yeah. Well, actually, she screws it up for him. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't tell. Like, I, I tried to figure out, was their relationship ever... Did it ever cross the line to romantic or sexual in this episode? Like, mm. obviously, George wanted that. That's his That's his goal. I don't think it went sexual. Okay. I think he wanted it to go that way. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. But he... Like, who wouldn't? Yeah. But, you know... Yeah. It, it, yeah, like, it was never even implied in the episode. Like, nothing ever happened to suggest that... It went beyond just her sort of being his tour guide, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you think it would have if, like, if if you know, if it were real and and it was kept up? Do you think it would have gone to that stage, mm. or do you think she would have just you know, like, slowly gotten to know George more and been more and more repulsed by him because he's George? Probably the latter. Yeah. Maybe eventually she would have had enough of him. Yeah. Find a way. It's yeah. not you. It's me. Oh, you're yeah. in the old. That's you. That's me. Trick. Yeah. Yeah. So she works for the um, visitors center. The, the NY. York. Yeah. The NYVC. The New York Visitor Center. Yeah, which is a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's actually in Times Square. Yep. Which is a popular area for tourists. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Like, because I thought he couldn't have been in Times Square when they met. No. It wasn't Times Square. No, no. They were just on the street, like near Jerry's or near Monks. He was sort of leaving Monks, and they. Yeah. yeah but they something. Just sort of, yeah happened across each other i was thinking yeah she was wearing her uniform yeah she was maybe she was heading to work yeah i was gonna mm. say she was either yeah. heading home from work or on her way to work yeah and she uh, you know which made me think you know she she probably can pick out tourists all the time that's her job but why would she go up and and talk to a tourist when she's off the clock she's obviously very passionate about her job she is and you know she can spot a tourist from a mile away yeah you know? and yeah. so you know he had those old you know those 
clothes like holiday clothes and then like yeah. uh, I was telling saying before like a map of New York City in his front pocket mm. you know so she can pick him from a mile away and yeah. uh, probably felt sorry for him and you know those two people like he bumped into those two people yeah so if you want to go on a tour go on a bus yeah so she probably saw that and said oh I better help this guy out yeah he probably doesn't know where he is yeah that's true mm. do you think she felt sympathy for him like maybe he looked lost or looked yeah. like he needed help it looked like a lost little lamb yeah because I don't think she would just go up to anyone who's a tourist because otherwise she would, you know, she'd never stop. It's New York City. There's tourists everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I guess my question is, why did she pick him? Like, what, what was so special about him that she would spend time after work to help him out? Probably to and advance can... the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Or then again, she does say that she goes, oh, um, you know, you've told me that you do this and you work for the Tyler Chicken Company. Mm. Maybe George was using his uh, pathological lying skills. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he, maybe he just told her different stories about what he does. Yeah, no, he's obviously manipulating yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, again, I'm, I just don't know what her motivation was to initially go up to him and then to continue to help him out. It was just strange, that's all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, know. Interesting, like, bit of a plot hole, yeah. you think, yeah? Oh, like, not a plot hole, just an unanswered question. Or maybe, uh, I don't know, she wanted to get to know someone from out of town. Maybe okay. she's maybe not she really a, a fan of New Yorkers. Maybe okay. uh, she knows their personalities and what they're like, and she That's goes, true. I like people from uh, other places in America or around the world. Maybe we're not giving her enough credit. Maybe she just found George attractive and she wanted something more, but or, she could never, like, bridge that gap. Or maybe she just wanted a fling. Yeah. And then, you know, when he's gone... It's true. You know, maybe, maybe she, she just wanted a thing while he was there. Maybe she's, she's got a lot in... A lot in common with Marissa Tomei, and she likes short, stocky, stocky bald men. Bald men, maybe. Yeah. You know, and George is a tourist. You know, I didn't have to see him again after this week or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. or maybe at first it was going to be a fling, but then she got uh, with his lying, yeah, pretending to be something he's not. Mm. She thought, oh, he's actually a good guy. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame got, that he's he's going back. Yeah, she yeah. got sucked in. Yeah. One thing I noticed as well is that she's very organised and she's very good at accents and rent, the rental market. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Well, she's probably been in New York her whole life. Yeah, she that's true. To front, so. That's true. I guess that would explain why she's so good at accents as well, because she picks up that George doesn't have a whatever an Arkansasian. Yeah. Oh, it's is my that, parents. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah it skips a generation. Yeah, she, no, yeah skips a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not very bright if yeah. she believes. That. Yeah. She goes. I notice you don't well, have accents. Aren't genetic. Yeah. I notice you don't have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> skips a generation. Skips a generation. And she just goes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah, worries. That sounds legit. <laughs> Seems legit. Accents are genetic. Well, she's obviously met a lot of people from Arkansas and other parts of America in the world, so That's she true. knows. She knows. She's quite uh, worldly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're from Arkansas, do Arkansasians? That's what you're called now. Does I've just decided that. Yeah. Do you have an accent? Do you, like a distinct accent? Like I can think of a Texas accent or a New York accent. Yeah, yeah. Or even like a Minnesotan accent. Yeah. But do Arkansasians have an accent? I don't know. If you're from there or if you know, get in touch with us. Please get in touch. I, I'd be curious too. Yeah. 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 Hmm, I don't know. Who knows? Do you have anything else about uh, Marianne? No, no. I just think overall that she's uh, pretty good at her job. She's been in New York basically her whole life and she yep. took a chance on George. Probably thought, oh, maybe someone from out of town. We can have a bit of fun, see how mm, it goes. And okay. uh, then she wanted something more after George claims that he works at the Tyler Chicken Company. Yeah. Probably said she was like he was in management or yeah. higher salary yeah, or something. You know? He would have, yeah, he would have, you know, big upped himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was going to say something else. No, I was going to say, like, I love how she just ruins his career at the Yankees yep. in, like, one sentence. She's like, thanks for take, taking yeah. a chance on George. Yeah. Hold on a minute Hold there, George. Hold on a minute there, George. Yep. Yeah, that's it. He's <laughs> 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 time is just not yeah. <laughs> he, he thinks he has an idea. Yeah. I, I love how she, like, inadvertently ruins his yeah. Yankees career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. But she definitely dodged a bullet by um, it sort of all falling apart pretty quickly yeah. with George. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good for her. Whether she'll ever know it or not is uh, is another thing. But yeah, she, oh, she could have watched the news about the trial. That's true. You know, in like, the finale. Oh my god, I nearly slept with that guy. Yeah, thank yeah. god. Oh my god. And now I'm married with two kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the news report would have been like, you know, these four scumbags from New York. She would have been like, he told me he was from Arkansas. You know, like former Yankees. Uh, you know, assistant to the traveling secretary. What? He lied to me. He said he was in a Tyler Chicken. What a jerk. Yeah, what a jerk. It would have all come up. Yeah. Who yep. do you have next, mate? Uh, we've got Alex. Okay. So that is Jerry's episode girlfriend. Yep. So she was played by. Uh, Mar uh, Melinda Clark. That's right. Uh, she's best known for uh, acting in Days of Our Lives, another soap star, That's ex right. soap star. Yep. And also the manipulative and cutting Julie Cooper in the OC. When I read that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember her in the OC. Yeah. I loved the OC. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's garbage, but it was so good. Yeah, back it's in early two thousands, mid two thousands, in California. 
than you. California. Yeah. California. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and no, she, she was, was also, in the OC, yeah. Yeah, and she's also known for playing the professional dominatrix Lady Heather. I read that as Lady Lady Leather, Lady which Leather. would actually be more fitting Lady if she's he- a dominatrix. Yeah. Lady Heather Leather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just Heather Leather Yeah. on uh, on CSI. Nice. Yeah. So, she yeah. Ob- first thing, she obviously likes hairless. She, she likes uh, raw skin. Yeah. Doesn't like hair too much. I have a theory. She's a beauty therapist. Okay. And she specializes in waxing. Because my, my cousin, she's studying beauty therapy. Okay. And a lot of the things I do are like facials and yep. that sort of thing. And one of them is waxing. Okay. So I think maybe, uh, you know, she's been doing waxing for a while, beauty therapy, like makeup and stuff. Mm. And very similar to what my cousin's doing. And yeah. uh, I'm thinking maybe she just loves the hairless look. You know, she waxes a client and then, you know, maybe like their back or legs yeah. or something and thinks, oh, that feels nice and soft. Yeah. Maybe she's she just, just likes the look. She's just gotten good. used to it. Yeah. Okay. That's just my... That's that was a bit you. of a burp. Sorry Excuse about that. You. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's a beauty therapist. Okay. Yeah. That plus, makes perfect. Plus her hair looks... She's you know, She looks pre- like pretty and, you know, she's got like makeup and hair done and stuff. Okay. And, yeah, I she think looks she, like she's put some time into her appearance. Yeah. She's okay. in, I think she's in the beauty industry. Okay. Yeah. That would make perfect sense. I yeah. think you've just nailed it right there. Like nail, like hammer on the nail. Oh, Bang, pretty much. What do you have? Uh, I didn't really have anything about her or her um, her profession. I noticed that she's taking, well, she's, she takes a really strong dislike to Kramer. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's probably just shitty because she's in that, like, horrible bus tour. Because she's got the tiny uh, three musketeers. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what did it. <laughs> I love her, Jerry. Like, not, not about Alex at all. But when he's like, yeah, thirty-seven fifty for a three musketeers. Like, <laughs> that's the summary of, like, Kramer's explanation <laughs> of the tour. Much. Like, this pretty is what much. we do and these are the features. And he's like, yeah. Thirty-seven fifty for three musketeers. You get a pizza bagel and a small, <laughs> what is it? A lot, a tolly sized uh, three musketeers. Uh, so I don't even good. know what they are. Do you know what they are? I think they're a chocolate bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of them before. <laughs> um, it's another chocolate bar we need for the studio. We've got oh, Junior. Yeah. About a month ago, I got Junior Mints and an O'Henry candy bar. We also need um, three musketeers now. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the next candy bar I need to find. And I almost got a bottle of Snapple, but they ran out. Yeah, so I got to get Snapple. Yeah, yeah, those are our next two um, items. I'll drink it first, but I'll leave the bottle. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Or if you can get two, get two. Yeah, why not? You know, drink one and, and keep one in the bottle. I like it. Yeah. I didn't have anything else about Alex. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, she wasn't in it for that long. No, not really. Yeah. Was she in any other episode? I don't remember. I don't think so. No? no. Okay. She's, and, and it, it's strange as well that she didn't have a, a weird idiosyncrasy that usually when it comes to Jerry's uh, girlfriends, you know, they've got the quote-unquote problems that Jerry has to deal with. Yeah, yeah. But I guess in this case, Jerry had the problem because he needed to maintain the fact that he had no uh, chest hair. So (laughs) from a writing standpoint, I guess it makes sense. But yeah, it was just strange that she, like, there was no problem with her that Jerry was trying to break up with her over. Yeah. You know, she, she, she was fine. She oh, was innocent. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you think she broke up with Jerry after he started scratching? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was it? Yeah. She goes, oh, you're so hairy. Yeah. It's time for a shave. I don't think it would have been a dramatic breakup. I think it would no. have been a case of, you know what I do for a living? I could have just waxed your chest. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to shave every three days. Exactly. You know, like the the solution is right in front of you. Why Why are you... That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know. why That's why That's why my theory. She's a beauty therapist. Yeah. 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 But, um, mm. yeah, I reckon she would have broken up with him for the lie. Yeah. You know, not for the fact that he has chest hair, because she could have waxed it off. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that he was uh, he was lying to her. Yeah. People don't like dishonesty, Ivan. No, they don't. No. Bad form, Jerry. People don't respond to dishonesty well. Uh, not too well, no. No, <laughs> not at all. I don't know who you were aiming at. You no, were, no, no. You were, like, staring at me as I, as you said yeah, it. And I was like, I'm on to you. Yeah, you are. I know. <laughs> all I don't, right. I don't like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Fine. Not at all. I'll shave my chest then. Okay. Fine. Why don't we mix it up a bit? Yeah. And go to Johnny Tyler. Johnny Tyler, all right. Yep. The the I'm assuming CEO or, of least, or owner Tyler Chicken Company. Of Tyler Chicken Company. Chicken so, sticks. Alcoholic chicken. Alcoholic chicken. Alcoholic chicken. <laughs> he almost sounds like a chicken. Like, you know, like the clucking that chickens yeah. make in groups. Like, and then he bobs his head like yeah. a chicken. And he like puts his hand up. He's yeah. like, <laughs> alcoholic chicken. So he oh, was. Oh, 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 oh. that's time, Brenner. <laughs> yeah. I'm blown away, George. Blown <laughs> away. I thought of you when he uh, when yeah. he came up. Yeah. yeah. So good. So Johnny Tyler. Well, the back of the back of Johnny Tyler because you never see his face, like Steinbrenner. Like Steinbrenner. Yes. He was portrayed by Pete Papanikolopoulos. Papa Papa Papanikolopoulos. Papa. Nicholas. Papa Nicholas. Okay, Papa Nicholas. There you go. Too many syllables. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, interestingly, Pete, I won't call him Papa Nicholas. Let's call him Pete. He was the 
head grip on I think about eighty percent of yeah, Seinfeld. That's episodes. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they obviously used him just to portray the back of uh, of, yep. of uh, Johnny Tyler. And I think when we did the Smelly Car in season one, I think they based a character on him, like okay. a name. He was like called Pep Puppy or something. Uh, yeah, you like I remember I, did, I had some trivia about I think the Smelly Car. Okay. And and yeah, he was he was the key grip, and they they named one of the characters after him or something. Okay. Or something. I don't know. I don't right. remember how it happened, but yeah, he was in there. Okay. Yeah, that's how I remember the name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen him in the, you know, every week we look at all the, the credits on IMDb and stuff, yeah, and yeah. I've seen him week after week, but yeah, they obviously used him. He's acted a tiny, uh, uh, in, in some other roles as well. He was in Airplane. Oh, um, nice. Airplane 2, nice. 1980 and 1982, respectively. Nice. Unfortunately, he did pass away in 2007. Oh. But, um, yeah, he, he was 84 years old, so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, good innings. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, so, Johnny Tyler, do you have anything on him? No, all? not really. Okay. I just think it's funny how they both have similar kind of, you know, not mannerisms, like mannerisms yeah, and physiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steinbrenner, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good. yeah. yeah. Um, I I think that he's been in chicken his whole life. Yep. You know, I mean, he's obviously influenced <laughs> by how chickens behave. Or maybe his parents were chicken farmers. That's true. Yeah, he yep. started off on a farm or something. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Chicken could have been handed down to him yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely a family business. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it was named after him. He just maintained the name. Yeah. Being Johnny Tyler. He's obviously, yeah, he's been around chickens in some way all of his life because he mimics chickens, you know, like their behavior, the head bobbing. I actually looked up a bit of uh, information about uh, alcoholic chicken. It's commonly known as drunken chicken. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Isn't that the one where they put the um, beer can up the chicken? No, no, no. I think that's... that one? I don't know what it's called, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a YouTube series called Angry Dad. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. these. It's this Melbourne guy. He's about 50, and mm. he just goes absolutely apeshit at his sons all the time. <laughs> oh. And they just play pranks on him. It's kind of like Bam Margera and oh, his yeah. dad. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, just, and his uncle. It's just uncle. his easy target. Yeah. And they just film him like reacting, and he <laughs> just goes... He's like, you little motherfuckers, and blah, oh, blah, blah, nice. blah. He's hilarious. And one of the pranks that they play... He, he gets one of those cans of like the chicken stock or the beer or oh, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. puts it in a chicken and he puts it on the barbecue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they swap it. They go out to the barbecue and swap it with a Sprite can. <sighs> and then they film him like, you know, uh, bringing the chicken in. And he's like stoked. He's like so happy with this chicken. He's he must be so hungry. Chicken. He's just like, oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> and the can of beer is a similar color to a uh, Sprite can. Yeah, it's like yeah, blue yeah. and green. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't realize this first. He like takes the chicken off and he's talking to himself. It's like, oh, look at this. this this is bloody delicious. Oh, this is going to be amazing. And he calls out. He's like, all right, dinner's ready, everyone. And then he looks down and he realizes it's a Sprite can. And he's like, what? You little motherfucker. This is, ah. just, oh, it is so, so good. It is amazing. It's called Angry Dad. His name, yeah, the, oh, the YouTube nice. channel. It's it's his son. Nice. I can't remember his name. He's like, it's his channel. Nice. But he Angry just films dad. his dad's reactions to like this stupid. And it's so much oh. like Bam Margera and his dad. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to so watch good. when I go home. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Beautiful. It's really good yeah. anyway anyway yeah so yeah, if you haven't watched it watch it yeah let us know and if you're well. listening yeah. big ups to angry dad you guys yeah. are amazing <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's yeah it's phenomenal love it yeah should we take a quick break and we'll come back with some more characters uh sure i before we do i just wanted to talk about drunken chicken a bit more. oh sorry yes you're yeah. mentioning that yes that's right go for it so um it's uh apparently a really old dish and okay. what I found really interesting, because usually like food in terms of culture, you can always link it to different sort of ancient cultures. You can trace it to like, you know, like different old cultures and, you know, their old connections. But drunken chicken is an old dish. It's found in Chinese, Greek and Latin American cultures right. from way back. Yep. And I, you know, historically speaking, I don't know a lot of common links between those three cultures like the You know, obviously now. Was it Chinese and? Chinese, Greek and Latin American. Oh, OK. You know, like it's. Yeah, it's just a weird... Marco Polo, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he discovered... Didn't he discover China? No. No? Was that him? No, he... Maybe. Maybe like an explorer took things over. There's probably some tangible link, but it was just a weird like set of of old cultures that that share the same dish. Yeah. Anyway, um, and the only other other thing I had about um, Johnny Tyler, or Tyler Chicken specifically, is I think that they were the first company in america to commercialize drunken chicken or as they call it alcoholic chicken yeah yeah you know they were like they were like i don't know the the vegemite of you know there's tons of imitators of vegemite but you can't beat the real thing no No. you know there's marmite and promite and aussie mite and all the other crappy mites (laughs) but but tyler chicken were the original alcoholic chicken and there's a bunch of imitators so yeah let's take a break hello folks matt mccoy here aka lloyd braun from seinfeld and i'm telling you right now i do not want to be a secondary character 
you know, vermin or something. Or rats or something. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they had like a rat problem at the time. Yeah, or, or maybe it yeah. has to be disposed of in a certain way or mm-hmm. like at a certain location or something. I think that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 they can't take food, foodstuffs. Yeah. 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 At first I was like, the Jiffy guy just has a problem with you know, like Kramer or something. And, but like then that. all of them don't take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what when I was like theor- you know, going through what you know what his reasons could be, and then I realized, oh, hang on, it's just it's a universal thing. So it's obviously some sort of policy or legislation. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that must have, be it. Did you have anything else about him? No, that was it for him. Okay. Um, I think the last two that we'll cover are bad guy, bad guy, um, who's the first secondary character to appear in the episode. Yes. And he was just credited as guy, but I termed him bad bag rejection guy. Oh yeah, the second he, secondary character. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. So the bad guy was played by Barry Kramer. Yep. Known uh, for Speed and the Scorpion King. Yeah, that's right. And also Command and Conquer Red Alert. Oh, I think nice. he does some voice work in that. He does. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if he does the Russians. Affirmative. Affirmative. Did you ever play Red, yeah, Red Alert? Yeah. So good. It is. Yep. 90s. Yeah. So, first thing I thought was, why didn't he come back to collect his bags? He said he'll only be gone a minute. I think mm. something happened. Something probably happened in the store. Yeah. You know? Something. Yeah. Or maybe he uh, he went to buy something and then, yeah. you know, some stores are probably pretty funny with suitcases going into the store. Okay. Like maybe there was a sign saying no suitcases allowed. Or no, no, more like why didn't he come back to pick up his clothes? Something must have happened in there. Yeah, that's or what I mean. he got distracted like, or caught up. Or what could have happened? Maybe he had a, an altercation with uh, the cashier or something. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe, oh, you're charging me this for this. It's funny you, you know? said altercation because my theory hmm. is that the bag rejection guy... So. When uh, when when Jerry wants to you know get on with the day, yeah, but George is watching the guy's. George bag. is like, no, no, I've got to watch the guy. Yeah. I've got to watch this guy's bag. That's right. And then George thinks that he can palm it off to a third person. Yeah. And he asks the next dude who walks down the street, like, "Hey, can you watch these bags?" And he rejects it straight away. What, so, just, I'm, so I'm some kind of idiot who just stands there watching yeah. someone's bag. <laughs> and then I like how George is like, "Hey, Jerry, where are you going?" He's like, "I'm, I'm going to be this friends guy's with, friend. I'm going to be friends with this guy. Yeah, be friends with this guy. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like decisive, and he doesn't take any shit. Yeah. So my theory is that bag rejection guy is pretty aggressive. Yeah. You know, like yeah. fair enough, he just says no. But definitely he, a local. Yeah. 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 Definitely a native New Yorker. <laughs> my theory is that he got in an altercation with original bag guy because he's, you know, he's quite aggressive. You he's think quite, so? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's but, what happened. So, but hang on. Didn't bag guy walk into the, the store? Or he walked into the store and then when bag rejection guy walks off, he's gone. Like you don't see him anymore. Yeah. My theory is that he walked into the store as well to get you know whatever and then they got into an argument and but then and then that kept kept ba- original bad guy from coming back to get his bags okay interesting but yeah. it's funny because bag rejection guy he actually comes from like the right and he walks past the store so he how com- does that work he, he no he comes from the same direction doesn't he no because i think what happens is at the because, start they're at, they're at the stairs yeah, yeah and then bad guy says to george would you mind watching my bag and george yeah. goes yeah so he, the bad guy walks in th- in the door okay and then rejection guy comes from the right he comes from out of shot and he walks no, past No, but doesn't him. bad guy go to the left in the same direction that bag rejection I guy I thought he went off? through the door. Does he? That's what I thought. Oh, okay. I must have no, been watching uh, that closely. No, I'm pretty sure he walked through the front door. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, and then bag rejection guy was on the street just walking past. Okay. Well, there goes my theory. <laughs> it's blown out of the water. <laughs> Would have um, been interesting though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something happened or maybe, um, I don't know, maybe he had an altercation or maybe it was his hotel. Maybe yeah. he was staying there and, okay. and then there was a bit of a problem. Maybe... He, yeah, he had the reservation, but they didn't hold the <laughs> he reservation. Took the reservation, but they didn't hold, didn't hold the, the reservation. reservation. That was probably, I don't know, maybe something like that. Okay, okay. Who knows? Fair I enough. don't know why he wouldn't bring his bag into a hotel though. Yeah, That's a bit weird. Yeah, my guess it was like a maybe a retail store. Okay, you know, mm. maybe they, they don't allow suitcases. Yeah, or bags just to be yeah. safe. That's true. And I think for my theory with bag guy, I think he's clearly a tourist, possibly you know from his clothes. Mm. I think he's from maybe a rural area. Okay. Yeah. Um, why do you say that? Well, I don't know. It's just you know because. A lot of people in the rural areas I know will know each other. Okay. You know, they leave the doors unlocked at night. Oh, you know, they're all friends. Okay. You know, if something goes wrong, then... So do you think because he asked George to watch his bag without sort of... Like he just asked the first person he saw is yeah. a bit naive? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think he is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good theory. Yeah. And what would have been interesting, what if bag guy was wearing those clothes mm. and he ran to Mary Ann? So you're asking really, is it the clothes that Mary Ann found attractive or the person in the clothes? Mm. I think it was the clothes initially. Okay, so the clothes don't make the person attractive. They just say, I'm a tourist. Yeah, pretty much. They scream, I'm a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, if bad guy was being a tourist, if he had the clothes on doing whatever George was doing, yeah, I reckon she would have... Um, she would, And, you know, George wouldn't have been there, hmm. so they wouldn't have met anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I reckon, yeah. Or it, another it would have happened theory, with Marianne. Another theory I have, um, a lot of... 
what happens is a lot of actors they bring their own suitcases to shoots, right? Yeah. Like if they're not big productions, okay, right? So you like, I've 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 been on a few sets, sure. And you know, some actors come in with well, you know, you're with their own with their own clothes. You know, all they say is, you know, if they don't have a wardrobe, yep. If it's like an independent film or something, sure. It's like, oh, just bring your own clothes. You just got to bring business attire or whatever. Yep. What if he was an actor? And he came, and that was he was, and they were shooting in there. Okay. And George walks past and goes, "Would you mind holding my bags?" It's uh, only clothes. Yeah. You know. Yep. And maybe he was going to play like a tourist uh, in like a film or like an indie okay. film or something. So he wasn't a tourist, but he was just playing. He's probably an actor. Uh, maybe he, uh. you know, because like I said, this this it was probably like an indie film. Yep. No, they don't have like all the big budgets and stuff. Yeah. For wardrobe and stuff, so mm. maybe he uh, maybe he was going for an audition. There you Maybe go. he was going to audition to be like a tourist or something in New York. There you go. Bad guy was an auditioning, could have been an aspiring actor. actor. Could have aspiring actor. Maybe. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Just something that came to mind. Your um your character theories today are on point, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Fucking nailing it. I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. No, you got there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking got there a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. You yeah. own you own there. You're the mayor of there. Actually, I like that theory better. Yeah. I think he's yeah he's yeah. an actor who brought his own suitcase with clothes. Yep. Yep, for okay. either an audition or he was already cast, mm. but he gone, went for the shoot. Because there was Probably no shooting. wardrobe. Yeah, because okay. like I said, I've, I've been on, on, on sets of a lot of these independent films and stuff, sure. but they don't have wardrobe. Yeah. But when when they send you the calling sheet, all I say is just wear this, okay. wear these clothes. Yep. Wear business attire or wear uh, casual attire or wear a singlet or something. Yeah. Yep. And you turn up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably it, you know, because a lot of indie films, like the 90s was like the golden age for indie films. Yeah, it was. You know, like Kevin Smith movies and stuff. Mm, so. Mm, mm. Okay. You know, it was probably like someone an up and coming like Kevin Smith at the time, and uh, that was it. So, b- bad guy is Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. Minus the beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. And minus the weed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Far too old, man. Uh, uh, I love yeah. Kevin Smith. Me too. Do you have anything about any of the other secondary characters? He, he's, he's the only Kevin I like at the moment. Okay. <laughs> House of Cards? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Anyway, moving Don't on. Don't invite anyone named Harvey or Kevin to your place. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, no, that's, that's all I had. How about you? Uh, no, that's all I've got. Excellent. So that so, were the secondary characters for the Muffin Tops. Indeed. So I think it's just worth mentioning, though, uh, that this episode does have Jay Peterman and, as you said before, Mr. Lipman. That's right, yes. They will be eventually getting their own What's to Deal With episodes. So I think maybe the episode after the next one, which, maybe, will, be, yeah. which will be into season three. That's right, yeah. We're going to have a little break over Christmas for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but we'll be back in January. Early for, January. Early for January season for season three. season three, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll probably do them, uh, Elaine's bosses, as a group of secondary characters uh, for the first or second What's to Deal With episode during season three. Sounds good. Yep. Love and uh, that's it. That is. Yeah. Well, that's it for the secondary characters anyway. That's what I meant. Let's get into Seinfeldisms. Yes. So, I had three this week. I have one. Two, two individual yep. and one shared. Yep. And I have one in- individual as well. Okay. Yes. Cool. So, the first one, uh, I last week I was at work and I was talking to a friend and she was on her way to her desk and she just made breakfast and we were just talking about whatever and I looked down and her breakfast was a single grapefruit and a black coffee. Ah, oh, yes. Yep. And I knew it was a Seinfeldism as soon as it happened. And I was really, really happy. And I mentioned it to her and she had no idea what I was talking about yeah. because she's not really a Seinfeld fan. Um, but I couldn't remember what episode that particular thing was was in. Mm-hmm. And it's in the subway. When Jerry says to the naked man, yeah. uh, you know, he's sort of giving him shit about his size. You look like a grapefruit and black yeah, coffee kind of guy. Yeah, he goes, I'm guessing another half grapefruit and black coffee, man. Yeah. And then uh, naked man says, I like a good breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And the grapefruit also features in the wink. It does. When George gets the pulp in his eye. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been funny if you were like talking to her and then you got oh, some pulp in your eye. And then your boss ne- comes up to you and says, oh, so did, did that person do their tasks? Oh, yeah, they sure did. Wink. Wink. And then they're like, hmm, okay. got them in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. got fired. Yeah, because <laughs> of you. Oh, uh, <laughs> that would have been, although horrible for that person. Yeah. that would have been probably the best Seinfeld is ever. Oh, in the world, <laughs> yeah. in history. That would at have the, just at, been at like, the expense like, of his employment and career yeah. or her employment, but it's worth it. Yeah, worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If I explain it later on, if I find out what happened and I explain, look, you know, Seinfeld, blah blah blah, it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second uh, Seinfeldism I had uh, on the weekend, I was out. Uh, with a friend for lunch. Yeah. And we were uh, waiting for our food. We are waiting outside. We are at a deli waiting for a sandwich to be made. And uh, we were just standing around talking. And then she pointed over at a light pole that was next to us. Or sorry, an electrical pole. 
and she said, oh, look at those cool Seinfeld graphics. Yeah. Because she's a designer. She actually designed our logo. She did. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I looked over and I looked closely and it was a sticker, just a random sticker on a light pole. And it was actually for a Seinfeld podcast that neither of us had ever heard of before. No, we haven't. Yeah. So it's a Melbourne-based podcast. They're called Lord of the Idiots. Uh-oh. I think they're just two dudes who they're talk t- about Seinfeld. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think they're focused on the secondaries though. Um, you know, yeah. We're and, quite niche. Yeah. And uh, haven't listened to them yet, but um, yeah, I've subscribed and I will listen. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, I'll probably actually reach out to them and be like, hey. Hey, hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening as well, hey. Yeah. Get, get in, in touch, idiots. Get in touch. No, they're called Lord of the Idiots. Yeah. That's I why know. I call them idiots. Yeah. Yeah. But they could be idiots as well. Oh, they could be nice fellas. Yeah, that's it. Who knows? So those were my two uh, individual Seinfeldisms for the week. What was yes. yours? Mine, well, I was driving to work. I work in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Same as yourself. Yep. And <laughs> and I was driving and I was giving way to a truck. There was a bit of traffic. And I looked on the side of the truck. It was not a big one. It was probably like, a, I think it was like a tow truck or something. The name of the company, Bosco Civil. Really? B-O-S-C-O. Wow. Bosco. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, cool. Nice. Seinfeldism. Nice. Bosco. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Nice. The, the main Seinfeldism that happened through the week was a shared one. Uh, I think we mentioned it before. We did go to a uh, our second ever Seinfeld trivia. It was a bit different this time. It was combined with The Simpsons. Yes. It was called uh, Worlds Are Colliding, and it was put on... It was a collaborative effort by Seinfeld's Best Bits and also uh, Four Finger Discount. The That's right. Melbourne-based uh, or Geelong-based? Can't tell. I think they're from Geelong. Yeah. Uh, based yeah. podcast yeah. about The Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. They do a um, good job, too. Yeah. No, they're great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they put on a trivia night last week and we were in attendance and we didn't do too bad. So, yeah. We finished 15th out of 39 yeah. teams and we only have three people on the team. Yeah, so, so there was... Quite incredible. Yeah, there was both of us and a, and a mutual friend from work. That's right. And uh, we didn't do too bad. Yeah, we did all right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was quite impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was happy with how good my Simpsons knowledge was. Yeah, good. Yeah. And mine too. Yeah. My, and I, I knew more answers than I expected about The Simpsons. Actually. Yeah. I haven't watched Simpsons in a while. Yep. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. Well, that, that shit's just like embedded yeah, in, in, yeah, in my head. It's, it's like my riding a bike. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you can not watch it for 10 years and you yes. come back and you can just quote every episode and Stephen won another space pen <laughs> <laughs> but this time we used it we have we have the original space pen wrapped up in the studio yep. uh, but no we actually we actually ran out of ink in our pen we were given perfect <laughs> take the pen yeah it was it was kismet and take speaking of which next week's episode is about the pen yes we're doing is. the pen perfect timing Jack Clampus <laughs> take the pen take it it writes upside down take it it yeah. writes upside down indeed yeah so I'm surprised actually that uh, it wasn't commented on that I got up on the table again yeah and yeah. you went Stella yeah because I d- so in June or July we went to our first ever Seinfeld trivia yeah um, in Richmond and I won the pen initially by by jumping up on the table and yelling out Stella. That's what you had to do. Yeah. Uh, well, you just had to yell out Stella. To but win you the went pen. you went one level up and I you just went on literally, the table. literally, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite literally, literally, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. And um, uh-huh. I did it again this time. When as he was announcing what you needed to do this time to win the pen, I knew what was coming. Yeah, I said I said I to like, our mutual like yeah I said to our mutual friend, clear the table and hold the table down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get out of the way, everyone. Yeah. I knew what you were going to do. I thought, oh, oh. Yeah. I was like, Mark, hang on to the table. And there was almost a false start as well. Like I think I was so amped up, you know, like at the start of a race when people just have like a false start because they're just so energised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then they made me do it again which was quite embarrassing and it fucked my voice up for a couple of days because it was like (laughs) (laughs) but I got a second pen and it does write upside down. Yes, it does. And Stella is going to be one of the secondary characters next week in the event. Yeah, she is. It'd be great. I'm sure we'll be doing lots of Stella. Stella, we will. (laughs) And before we go, we rank every episode of Seinfeld that we've reviewed and uh, if any secondary characters that we spoke about are in our top 10 or 20, uh, we put those in as well. Well, uh, Stephen, none in my top 10 or top 20 this week characters, but uh, for the Muffin Tops out of 27, number 14. Okay. How about yourself? Uh, my ranking of the episode is the same, number 14. 14, All I right. think that's the first episode we've ever agreed on. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or at least initially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my top 10 secondary characters are in your entry for the first time in oh, quite a while. Oh, number what? Uh, well, who do you think it is first? Rebecca DiMorno. Nope. Marianne? Nope. Alex? Nope. Bad guy? Who would it be? Lipman? No. Tell me. Johnny Tyler. Oh, number one. No, no, shit, no. No. <laughs> Steinbrenner for me, Tyler for you. <laughs> oh, that would be just too weird. Yeah. No, he's coming in at number 10, replacing okay. Lou, who was in The Beard. Nice. Yep. So he is the, I think he was the, uh, the, the, like the New York cop. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lou. Yeah. 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 The no, one he was who a asked. sketch artist, wasn't he? No, no, no. 
I would, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was yeah. the one who asked Jerry the questions Did about Kimberly Maris. Did Kimberly sleep with yeah, Billy or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's gone down to number 11. So uh, the remaining uh, nine, George's parents from our uh, second ever What's the Deal With episode, uh, Harold and Manny from The Apartment, Susan Ross from our first ever What's the Deal With episode, Sue Ellen Mishke from our fifth ever What's the Deal With episode, uh, Celia from The Merv Griffin Show, uh, the record store, no- record store owner from The Old Man, Jane from The Hamptons, uh, Bob and Cedric, aka The Street Toughs from The Soup Nazi, and number one still, Alton Bennis, uh, again from our What's the Deal With episode nice. about the uh, about the Core Force parents. So my number one, Steinbrenner, and your number ten's Tyler. Yep. There you go. Yep. What a uh, what go. a yin and yang, huh? Yeah, definitely. Lovely. Yeah. And that's but I don't want to be a secondary character for another week. We'll be back next week for the pen. Indeed. This so, is uh, my selection. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, it should be great. If you want to get in touch with us, we are on social media at Bibblebask. B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C we also have an email address bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com and Stephen we have a website too yes we do bidwabas.com and we are available on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts you can listen to us subscribe to us rate us or review us and uh, if you want to spread the word that would be amazing that would be fantastic have a good one and I'll see you next week yep catch you later bye